Raven's Veil is a dark fantasy horror anthology podcast that may contain explicit language and thematic elements not suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Raven's Veil, a dark fantasy horror anthology podcast set in the shadowy world of the Deep South, a convergent reality situated around what most of humanity has accepted as reality. Obscured from human eyes, Raven's Veil is a mystical sanctuary intended to preserve the existence of its immortal inhabitants. The Macquarie, commonly referred to as witches, have been hunted since before written history. The witches of the Highlands fled persecution to a new land that would come to be known as Appalachia. In these parts, you should always be leery of the things that scare witches. The veil is thin tonight, family. Let's see what darkness lies beyond. Well, hey there, family. How y'all doing? We're awfully glad to see you today. It's hard to believe that it's already February. 2024 just seems to be flying by. On the bright side, at least we get an extra day this month. If y'all remember in the last episode, Miss Sybil woke up from a mysterious coma after having her magical powers and supposedly her memory unbound. Her daddy Palmer and Aunt Ruby B were fretting over her something awful. And if I'm being real honest, it was only thanks to the spirits of Ruby and Lucy she got her memory back. I reckon we better be getting on with it. This story ain't going to tell itself. So settle down, family, and listen up. Let me tell you what's going to happen to Miss Sybil next. Sybil sat upright in the bed and gasped, reality falling back in on her. In a day, she looked around the unfamiliar room she was in. Aunt Ruby B and her daddy ran into the room. You're awake! Aunt Ruby B exclaimed, rushing to her side. She took her hand and squeezed it gently. Oh, thank God you're awake! Sybil looked at Aunt Ruby B with bewilderment and then a flicker of recognition as she looked at the man standing beside Aunt Ruby B and said, Aunt Ruby B, what's going on? Am I still dreaming? I'm so confused. I thought... I thought... I know, child. Sybil looked at Palmer for a long time, trying to figure everything out. He looked a little older than she remembered, and he looked tired. I thought you was dead, she said accusingly at Palmer. She felt a surge of confusion, and her mind fought to make sense of everything. My daddy is dead. He died when... when I was... when... when I was... She had seen his body, covered in blood and bruises, when they had pulled him from under that big tree. She'd cried at his funeral, holding her mama's hand. She'd grown up without him, missing him every day. No, her daddy was dead. She was sure of it. Oh, my sweet child, how I do love you. I know all of this has to be so confusing. We'll explain everything, I promise. I'm just so glad you're awake and okay. We've been so worried about you. 
Her daddy rushed to her bedside and grabbed her in a big old bear hug. Sybil was overtaken with emotion and fear, pushing Palmer away. She shook her head, feeling dizzy and nauseous. Sybil, my sweet child, I've missed you so much. No, no, you're not my daddy. You're not. My daddy, he's dead. He's dead. Palmer Ashford frowned, looking hurt and worried. He glanced at Aunt Ruby B for help. Now, child, you need to calm down. Ain't nobody here trying to hurt you. We got no reason to tell you anything but the truth. I know you might be a, a right bit confused. I reckon having your memories given back might be getting mighty confusing. I promise you'll understand it if you just give us a chance to explain. Please, darling. Sybil stared at Aunt Ruby B, feeling a mix of exasperation and fear. She didn't know what to say. She didn't know what to think. She certainly didn't know what to do. Aunt Ruby B let out a big sigh and gently placed her warm, loving hands on each side of Sybil's face and looked deep into her mystical jade eyes. Oh, Sybil, your daddy is alive. Do you remember me telling you about us taking your memory to protect you? Sybil felt a pain of recollection and uncertainty. Her mind was clearing a bit now, and she did remember Aunt Ruby B telling her about her memory and magical powers being taken away to protect her. She remembered the ritual she'd gone through with the others to restore her powers and memory. And she remembered Ruby and Lucy and how her memories of them had rushed back in. She nodded, giving Aunt Ruby B permission to continue. Tell me, Aunt Ruby B. Tell me everything. Tell me the whole truth. Yes, child. I'll tell you anything you want to know. But it ain't a pretty story. When we took your memory and, well, we, we had to make you believe your daddy was dead. There was no other way to protect you and him. Sybil, your daddy is our leader. He's the high priest of the Coven of Covens. It had all happened so quickly. As I told you before, you have powerful magic in your blood. More powerful than we had ever seen. Your mama was gone. Your daddy and I was half dead with our grieving. It was like a tornado came through Hemlock Holler. Aunt Ruby B continued to tell Sybil everything about what had happened. She told her about the demon's attack and about Ruby and Lucy dying at the hands of the demon. So it wasn't a dream. Ruby and Lucy were real. And Daddy's really alive. I'm not in some kind of peculiar magical dream. Ravensvale is real? Yes, Sybil. It's all real. I'm alive. I'm here. I'm your daddy. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, baby. I know this is hard to believe, but it's true. Sybil felt a wave of anger and disbelief. How could this be true? How could this be possible? How could this man be her daddy? I don't understand. How could you do this to me? How could you take all that away from me? How could you take you away for all those years? How? 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 Please, Sybil. Please. Calm down. Listen to us. Ruby B is telling you the truth. We, 
didn't, we didn't have a choice at the time. I know we made mistakes. The more Palmer and Aunt Ruby B tried to explain, the more Sybil's rage boiled. The room suddenly became so icy cold that she could see her own hot breath. The air around her crackled with electrical energy, and a wave of energy swept through the room. Get out. Leave me alone. How could you have done this to me? Get out. Now! The world seemed to slow down for a minute, and Palmer and Aunt Ruby B felt a sudden jolt followed by the sensation of glinting. Sybil watched in horror as their physical forms vanished into thin air, leaving behind only their terrified screams. Without warning, Aunt Ruby B and Palmer were forcibly propelled back into the Macquarie Temple as Sybil collapsed lifelessly back onto the bed. Well, hey there, family. It's Jordan Walker, the voice of Palmer Ashford. This Valentine's Day, escape the ordinary and indulge in the extraordinary at Massage Remedy. Their serene sanctuary is the perfect retreat for couples seeking a relaxing romantic experience. Imagine a tranquil space where stress melts away under the expert touch of one of Massage Remedy's professional licensed massage therapists. Your Valentine's experience begins with champagne and chocolates before being treated to an indulgent massage and foot treatment using a sumptuous chocolate-scented lotion. Create unforgettable memories and moments this Valentine's. Book your appointment today and let us be part of your journey to wellness and relaxation. The folks at Massage Remedy specialize in a variety of massage techniques designed to magically soothe your body, calm your mind, and comfort your soul. So, they can help you with almost any problem. Massage Remedy has two convenient locations to better serve you. Call 865-909-0990 today to reserve your Valentine's Escape. Massage Remedy, where every touch is a magical gift of wellness. Sybil opened her eyes slowly to the smell of Aunt Ruby B's soup beans and cornbread, Feeling a dull pain in her head, she cautiously tried to move her arms, but they felt heavy and numb. She looked around the room, but everything was blurry and unfamiliar. Sybil heard whispered voices outside the door of the room she was in. She could tell they were trying to keep their voices low. She hoped it was her daddy and Aunt Ruby B. She felt plum tuckered out, though. The way her body felt was like she had been boiled down to shoe leather. She reckoned she had been lying in the bed for hours. Also, her stomach was growling like a wildcat in a fight with a whirlwind. She couldn't remember the last time she'd ate. She was so mad at herself that she could chew nails for pitching such a hissy fit as she had. She hoped she hadn't hurt nobody, especially Aunt Ruby B. Her memories were coming back to her now, and she could remember when she'd lost her temper in school and she'd messed Clarence Eugene Mulkey up pretty bad by throwing him through that window when he had been teasing loose about liking Samuel Cooper. With some effort, she sat up on the side of the bed trying to gain her balance. 
As she tried to stand, she felt weak and lightheaded. She took a step towards the door and the whole world reeled. Sybil stumbled back against the bedside table, knocking the table over. A water glass shattered into a million pieces. A book went flying across the room, smacking the smooth plastered wall, and the lamp toppled with a crash, plunging the room into near darkness, save for the flames coming from the small fireplace on the other side of the room. With another loud thud, Sybil collapsed to the hardwood floor, feeling a sharp pain in her head as it struck the toppled table. Letting out a raucous grunt, she wondered how she hadn't killed herself. Within seconds, her daddy was at her side, looking pale and worried. He ever so carefully picked her up in his strong arms and laid her gently on the bed. He had dark circles under his emerald-colored eyes from a lack of sleep, and his brow was deeply furrowed. It looked as if he had been neglecting himself for weeks. Embarrassed, Sybil groaned, feeling dizzy and weak. When she could, she said, Thank you, Daddy. I don't know what's wrong with me. I feel so weak, I can't even walk. Shush now, baby girl. You're going to be just fine. Sybil, you're just weak from not eating. Aunt Ruby B has been cooking up a storm for when you wake up. That'll set you right. Aunt Ruby B, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to hurt you. If I did, I lost control. Like when I was little. Please don't hate me. Oh, child. I could never hate you. After everything you've been through, after all we put you through... You had every right in the world to be mad. You were just confused and trying to protect yourself. We understand, child. You didn't hurt us at all. You just glinted us over to the temple. We ain't even sure how you did it. It shouldn't have been possible. But it seems your magic just kept on getting stronger even though we had bound it. Looking over at Palmer, Sybil sheepishly cried. Daddy, I'm sorry. I don't know what to say. I've missed you and Mama so much over the years. I know why you had to go away, but I needed you. I know, Sybil. Everything is going to be okay. I'm here now. That's all that matters. We'll get through this together. They spent the next few hours together eating Aunt Ruby B's fine vittles and loving on each other collecting themselves before what came next. Because while Aunt Ruby B had been cooking and Sybil had been resting, Palmer Ashford had been quietly planning what they needed to do, and he had almost been silent since he had returned. But he had gotten back shortly before Sybil woke up. Shortly after midnight, Palmer Ashford stood at the dais of the Macquarie Temple, located in the exact center of Ravensfell looking stern and foreboding. The lights of the temple were low and somber except for the peculiar light emanating from the large glowing crystal directly above where Palmer stood. The temple was made entirely of black granite. Purposefully, there were no doors or windows. In the center of the large chamber, the floor was covered with an elaborate pentacle that glowed with a faint pale blue light. 
The pentacle was made of inlaid silver and engraved with intricate sigils and arcane ruins. At each point of the pentacle, there was a single large glowing gemstone symbolic of the five elements of spirit, water, fire, earth, and air. A set of double rings encircled the pentacle, etched with powerful Orphic enchantments that dispersed fragrant mist into the air. To Sybil, it smelled of safety and comfort. It smelled like the food her mama used to make for her when she was sick or the smell of a summer rain on a hot day. The pale blue light against the mist made it look ethereal. One by one, each of the members of the Coven of Covens somberly glinted into the inner sanctum of the temple and took their place before the dais. Sybil stood awkwardly behind her daddy, holding Aunt Ruby B's hand. When the last witch appeared and was in position, Palmer, in a magically augmented voice, began. My beloved friends, thank you for gathering here this sacred night for such a dark and woeful cause. We gather here under the protection of our beloved Raven's Veil and watchful eye of our most exalted Nadira, to celebrate once again our bond as a mighty coven and to honor the ancient powers that guide us. We come to this holy place to worship, to learn, to share our gifts with one another. Tonight, I invoke the mysteries of the four ascensions, for we are the children of the divine. My beloved Macquarie brothers and sisters, you have traveled a great distance at my behest as your high priest, and I welcome you to sanctuary a place without fear or trepidation about being who you genuinely are. I am honored and humbled to serve you and to lead you, but I am not here tonight to command you, but to support you, to inspire you, to challenge you, for we are children of the moon. I am here to listen to you, respect you, and love you. I am here to be your brother, your friend, and your protector in these dark times. Together, we are strong, for we are children of the earth. I invoke the five elements of spirit, fire, water, air, and earth tonight, asking them to sanctify our sacred circle. We call upon the God and Goddess, the divine masculine and feminine, and ask them for guidance. For we are children of the sun. Tonight, my dearest coven, the dark times have begun again. As you all can see, my daughter Sybil is with us again. The powerful spells we cast so many years ago to protect her and our Macquarie sisters and brothers have unpredictably been dismantled by that wretched demon that plagues our kind. I curse the name of Godfrey Allistone. For it was he who sat the inequity of Vrock Crocell, that loathsome lord of the fifth circle of the void, upon our kind. Tonight, I come before you, bearing the full weight of my position. I come before you, beseeching you to aid me in ending this blight on our people once and for all. Last evening, I journeyed into the penumbra's shadowy depths and begged our beloved Nadira's counsel. I speak to you plainly. We have but one assured path, yet it is laden with uncertainties. But, my beloveds, this must be our last stand. 
The Macquarie have for too long endured those who would hunt us and persecute us. We have been tortured and killed simply because of who we are. Because of their fear, superstition, prejudice, they would see us utterly destroyed. But I can not bear to see one more of my Macquarie brethren sacrifice because of humanity's ignorance. It cannot continue. Nadira now prophesies that Sybil is our only salvation. She has become the path. She is the only one capable of wielding all of the ascensions. Sybil has the ability to cast ancient magic that has been lost to us for centuries. She can manipulate the elements, summon the spirits, and bend the laws of nature to her will. Nadira has seen that she shall heal our wounded, protect the innocent, and destroy that damn demon. But she is not ready. The path is not clear. She is not trained in our ways. <sighs> when we sought to protect her and our way of life, we hobbled her by suppressing her magic for these many years. But she is strong. Stronger than any Macquarie in recorded time. More potent than any we could have imagined any one person could ever be. I am here tonight to tell you that all is not lost. We have a plan. But to be victorious, we require the cooperation of the Covens. We will call upon the talents of the Masters of each Ascension to guide Sybil to the full command of her gift. We will call upon the Prefects of the Valori to personally train her in the magic of combat and defense. We will give her every advantage available to our kind. He turned to Sybil, who stood frozen with a dazed expression. With a pleading stare, Palmer said, I'm sorry, Sybil. I wish there was another way. I promise you, you will not do this alone. We will prepare you for every possibility. I will be there every step of the way. But this dilemma leaves us no alternative. You must be the path. Understanding their predicament and knowing there was no decision to make, Sybil meekly bowed her head in reverent supplication towards Palmer. Turning back to the coven, Palmer spoke with a lowered voice filled with passion and pain. We will fulfill Nadira's prophecy, for we are Mikori. As it has been said, so it shall be. Well, alrighty, family. That's where we're going to have to leave it for this episode. We're mighty glad you joined us tonight, but it's pretty late, and we're going to have to get these young'uns all tucked in before the haints start stirring. If you like what you've heard in this episode, make sure you tune in to our next episode in March as Miss Sybil finds out just what she's capable of. Before you go, we're excited to let you know that Small Raven Media has set the date and location for this year's Appalachian Horror Fest. Appalachian Horror Fest 2024 will take place on Saturday, October 12th at Central Cinema in Knoxville, Tennessee. If you're interested in participating in Appalachian Horror Fest as a storyteller or musician, go to ravensvale.com and click on the Horror Fest tab on the menu bar. Now, family, you adults have a few chores to do. 
go on over to ravensfell.com and see about doing your chores on social media. Follow us on all the social media platforms that we've made available just for you folks. Like, listen, subscribe, and follow wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you don't mind, leave us a rating and a comment. You can find the Ravensville podcast on your favorite podcast platform. If you haven't already, folks, just search for Ravensville podcast. And again, make sure you hit the follow button to stay updated with our latest episodes. Oh, and tell a friend about us, won't you? So until next time, family, see you soon. Ravensvale is a production of Small Raven Media. Today's story was written and narrated by Ed Bolden Greer. The voice of Sybil Ashford was performed by Kristen Newby. The voice of Aunt Ruby B. Atworth was performed by Lena Perkins. The voice of Palmer Ashford was performed by Jordan Walker. Audio engineering and sound design by Nick Devan at Nikki D Sound. Copyrighted 2024 Small Raven Media. All rights reserved.